1: Be careful who you listen to, because if all they're ever telling you is how sweet it's going to be if you'll follow Jesus, either they're deceived or they're deceiving. They're either lying to you or they've believed this stuff, and oftentimes that's the case. They're preaching topical messages that are geared toward making you feel better about yourself because that's what they've been taught their whole lives.
0: In today's message, Pastor Robert warns us about who and what we listen to regarding the Bible. If all we're hearing is Christianity is easy and fun, then we're in for a massive disappointment. If people are trying to spread the gospel by lying about it, then can they really call themselves followers of Christ? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the Book of Acts, chapter 9, as he continues his message, Paul's Conversion.
2: His love is the main thing. In
1: weariness and toil and sleeplessness, often. In hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I'm not weak? Who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation? If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I'm not lying. In Damascus, the governor under Aretas, the king, was guarding the city of the Damascenes with a garrison desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. It seems like maybe that made an impression. It would have made an impression on me, right, if they had to lower me over a city wall in a wicker basket. But you know what impresses me? Paul began his ministry knowing this was the painful path that Jesus had planned for him. Again, be careful who you listen to, because if all they're ever telling you is how sweet it's going to be if you'll follow Jesus, either they're deceived or they're deceiving. They're either lying to you or they've believed this stuff, and oftentimes that's the case. They're preaching topical messages that are geared toward making you feel better about yourself because that's what they've been taught their whole lives. And nobody's ever taken the time to to study, to go through, to dig in to what God has said. Jesus, on the day apparently of his salvation, said to Paul, it ain't going to be easy, bro. I'm saying to you now, everybody look at me, it ain't going to be easy, but it'll be worth it. I tell myself that every day of my life. I have a little sticker, just, you know, the little yellow sticky notes, little post-it notes. I, I stuck one on the cabinet that's right next to the chair that I study in, in my little man cave. A quote from a book that just resonated so much with me. The road is hard, but it's God's road. And every day I'm reminded it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be smooth. It's not supposed to be without difficulty. To the Philippians, Paul wrote, Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, what things were gain to me? These I've counted loss for Christ. N- now, l- look at me again. Just a quick minute. I'm, I'm almost done, I promise. I told you this was going to be long. It is. What things were gained to me? Saul of Tarsus was born, according to the scriptures, born a Roman citizen. His family was wealthy enough that though he was born in a, in a Greek culture there in Cilicia, in Tarsus. They sent him as a teenage boy, is when it would have been, to Jerusalem to live and study under this prominent Jewish rabbi, Gamaliel. So that would be like you sending your, let's just say 14-year-old, I don't know, 13-year-old child to London to the most elite private school in Britain to study for three or four years. You got to pay for housing. You got to pay for the tuition. You got this wasn't free. You understand it? Gamaliel wasn't doing stuff out of the goodness of his heart. This building used to be one of those kind of schools, by the way, back in the nineties, I think the building was used as a Jewish yeshiva. We still get mail for them sometimes. Little boys, young men had dorm rooms up here. That's why we had to renovate everything. This was their study hall room, and they would show videos from what was originally, and now, once again, is the balcony. But Paul came from a wealthy family. He had prestige. He had position. And he said, I gave that up. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things And count them as rubbish, garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. See, Paul decided, he made a choice that day, laying in the dirt on the way to Damascus, confronted by the risen Lord, he made a decision. Knowing you is worth giving up everything else, everything. And then at the end of his journey, he was continuing to make the same decision because he still believed it. After everything he'd been through, five times he'd been beaten to the brink of death with whips, three times with rods, he's been shipwrecked, he's gone through all his stuff, And what did he say? It's still worth it. Knowing him, still worth it. So I still, it's all garbage. It's all, and think about it. Think about it. I mean, at one point, just kind of alluded to it, but one of the ways that Paul found out about the plot against him was his nephew, the Bible says, came and warned him. His sister's son came and warned him. Paul wasn't getting on airplanes to go around the world, and he wasn't doing short-term trips Sometimes we read this, and it seems like, no, no, he was going and living in Ephesus. He was going and living in Philippi for a season. He, he was living in these places, in some cases, for two or three years. Oh, yeah, he spent 10 years at home in Tarsus, but then he left, and that was it. He gave up everything because knowing Jesus is worth it. And nobody rewarded him in this life. They killed him for this stuff. Everywhere he went, as one preacher worded it, Paul's sermons moved people. They either hated him and tried to beat him to death, or they believed his message. But it moved everybody who heard him. Final thought, the band can come back up. He said to the Ephesian elders in in Acts chapter 20, he knew it's okay. One of the things he told them, he said, you're never going to see me again. This is the last time that we'll get to talk face to face. And he said, see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me but none of these things move me nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God listen we're we're moving into 2021 together and we need to move into 2021 as warriors not bench warmers and ladies yes you are fierce in Jesus. This is a spiritual battle, and it's to be fought in humility on our faces before the King of Kings, remembering that it's to him that we owe our allegiance and nobody else. The master of the universe has paid for your sin with his own blood, and if that doesn't move you like it moved Paul, think about it more. He loves you enough to die for you. I've joked about it in the past, but in all seriousness, I I wouldn't die for a single one of you. I love you, but not that much. Do you understand? You and I need to understand this gospel of grace. We need need to gladly surrender all things, trusting that just like the Bible says, he is love. If you want a message that will both challenge and excite you, Matt Chandler's message at the Passion Conference this year, which my son David made me aware of, sent me a link to 28 minutes long. He did a better job than I was able to do today. It was concise, powerful message on the fact that God is love. He is love. He has wrath, but even that wrath is born out of his nature, which is love. Paul said, I'm confident that it's going to be worth everything. He repeated that refrain over and over in the New Testament scriptures. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. We need to gladly die, gladly surrender all things so that we may gain Christ.